0: Signora, vuole parlare un po' con noi? Stiamo registrando una puntata radio su questo ragazzo si chiama Jesse, è dell'Università di Toronto e ha un programma sugli studenti internazionali, stiamo girando una puntata radio sull'Italia. Cinque minuti? Vespe
1: truccate, anni 60, girano in centro 90, rosse di fuoco comincia la danza con dietro attaccata una targa dammi una speciale all'estate che avanza dammi una best Dalla prima alla quarta Devo fare in fretta 89.5,
2: 89.5 the sound of your city.
3: Hello Toronto and welcome to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougall, and today on the show we are celebrating the 60th episode of Tracks from Abroad. This is a show that I have started in October of 2021, and I've had an immense amount of fun. And just recently, my girlfriend printed out all the flags of the countries that we've covered, the students uh, from these countries that we've spoken to, and she strung them up across my room. And it crisscrossed like two or three times. So we have covered over 50, well now 60, countries around the world. And because of that, today we are celebrating with a potluck, international potluck at CIUT's studio. We've got lots of friends and guests all milling around the studio, getting a behind-the-scenes look. We've also got live music. It's being performed by the Argentine folk band El Cebo Folklore and I met them through Tracks From Abroad. So it's amazing the connections and the friendships that I've developed through this radio show. And now let me tell you about what you're gonna hear today because today it's really special. We're focusing on a neighborhood of Toronto and you may have guessed from all the Italian uh, throughout the beginning of this show, we're focusing on Little Italy. It's a neighborhood along College Street and it's played an incredibly important role in developing the city that we now know to be Toronto today. Generations of Italian families immigrated to this part of the city over the decades, and who better to talk about this community than Lenny Lombardi. He's the president and CEO of Chin FM, a multicultural broadcaster making programming in over 50 languages, including Cantonese, Hindi, Spanish, Portuguese, and of course, Italian. This seemed like a no-brainer to speak with Lenny, um, whose father is Johnny Lombardi, another iconic figure in Toronto's history, especially well-known in the 70s and 80s for his uh, Chin FM picnics, which garnered, I mean, tens of thousands, if not you know hundred thousand people would come out turn out to this event so you're going to hear from lenny lombardi on this show and my full interview with lenny was put up on tracks from abroad's youtube page so you can take a look for that as well but first on the episode you're going to hear an italian exchange student at u of t his name is Tommaso. he's now back in italy working on his phd in Macerata. he also hosts a podcast called on plein air it's all about painting something he's very passionate about And for my interview with Tommaso, we did a walking tour. It was very much on plein air, in fact. A walking tour with two lavalier microphones. We walked straight through Little Italy, down and back. We got ice cream. We recorded everything. We walked into Cafe Diplomatico. We saw the Johnny Lombardi statue, and we walked into a convenience store where we spoke to, well, we tried to speak to the store owner. And you heard that clip at the top of the show um, that we recorded as we walked through, and... In fact, Tomaso gave me a translation. He said, "Um, Ma'am, would you like to talk to us for a while? We're recording a radio episode. This is Jesse, a student from the University of Toronto. And as you heard, he said, Maybe we could talk to you for five minutes? Well, uh, that was met with a swift no. And uh, we were escorted out of the uh, convenience store with our little radio setup, But it was really a unique interview that I did with Tomaso So walking right through the city of Toronto, you've got cars and it's really an immersive experience. So I hope you enjoy this 60th broadcast of Tracks from Abroad. Again, we're all in the studio together today, this evening, eating international food and talking about the show. So thank you so much for listening to the broadcast. This is Tracks from Abroad visiting Little Italy right here on CIUT 89.5. All right, ready? Hello and welcome to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. Today we are with Tommaso here in Little Italy. Hi everyone. Yes, we are walking down the street. This is really interesting. We're basically immersed in the city. Uh which is a great way to be we're walking through little italy and Tommaso, you're from italy as
0: well yes i am actually i come from a a small city which is called ancona it's in the center of italy on the east coast so basically opposite to like tuscany okay but my region is really like tuscany it's just less traveled by tourists so it makes it actually automatically better than tuscany I'm sure it's
3: beautiful. You said you're on the water, right?
0: Yeah, my city has this thing. Ancona has a Greek etymology, and it means elbow because of its shape. And the elbow shape makes it possible to see the sunrise and the sunset on water because we are surrounded by it. Interesting. Really romantic.
3: Now, as we come up on this flag, this is a white, green and red flag. It says, taste is back. The taste of Little Italy. Now, as we see, it says, Tio La Dolce Vita,
0: oh, what does yeah. that mean? La Dolce Vita, um, it's, it's actually like an expression we use in Italy. I would translate it as the good life, maybe. Okay. So, you have a glass of wine in front of the countryside, or yeah. you're like on the beach. It's all, like, really fancy, but at the same time it's really genuine in a way. Yeah. And that
3: would be, like, la dolce vita. Is that your goal, is to live in Italy once you... So, Well, let's explain why you're even here in Toronto. How did you come to Toronto? Oh. And then we'll get into your future plans. So
0: I actually got in a plane and it was the wrong destination. I was going to (laughs) Taranto, but it was Toronto. (laughs) What's Taranto? Where's that? Taranto is a city in Italy. (laughs) Oh, funny. No, just joking. Um, (laughs) I actually, um, I won a scholarship in my university to do research abroad. So I have uh, contacted this professor. His name is Paolo Granata. Yeah, Media Studies Center. Uh Uh-huh. That's exactly what I'll be studying and researching for my thesis. So I'm just here to do
3: research and um, enjoying the city for a month. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but we are passing Café Diplomatico, which is one of the most well-known landmarks here. We have a little sign. Let's read about the history of Café Diplomatico.
0: So, opened in 1968 at the heart of College Street's Little Italy neighborhood, Cafe Diplomatico, originally Bar Diplomatico, was one of the first Italian-owned cafes
3: in this part of Toronto. And to the right, as the car honks, we have a whole bunch of folks, Italian flags. Yeah. Here it says, Cafe Diplomatico became popular with soccer and other sports fans in Toronto. I can attest to that. On our last show about Italy, uh-huh. I described coming through on my bicycle through this neighborhood As they had just won a soccer tournament, I think it was like Europa. I don't even remember the the tournament. European championship. It was like one or two years ago. Yeah, yeah. It looked just like that. It's that one. Except there were fireworks. People were shooting fireworks. (laughs)
0: People were freaking out.
3: The Euro Cup final went the distance with Italy, winning
4: it in penalty kicks. Global's Morgan Campbell is in Little Italy tonight and has more on the emotional roller coaster for those watching the game. Morgan.
0: soccer is, is definitely like a gathering element in italy it creates a community everyone is excited about it and here here's the interesting
3: part of history the italian community celebrated in this photo on the history plaque world cup wins here in 1892 in 2006 italy's 1892 victory was against west germany yeah it was that country like that. does not exist anymore hey what do you say we go check out the menu we should actually
0: let's go check out We have oh bruschetta. Do you know what bruschetta is? Bruschetta. We say bruschetta. (laughs) No, I don't. I don't really know what it is. It's like it's literally just slices of bread that are toasted. Yeah. And then they are like you can put literally anything on it, like from tomatoes, garlic, onion, or whatsoever. But the most basic one is just salt and oil, and it's like Italians' favorite actually. Hmm. Like you get it before dinner as a sort of like yeah happy hour. You just. Have bruschetta it's like one of the key elements in an italian meal definitely maybe. we
3: might just have to come back and get some uh, prosciutto and bruschetta yeah we should. you know what i should have asked you earlier Tommaso. tell us about your radio work
0: oh yeah sure um i work in my university radio station yeah. my university is university of macerata and um funniest thing about my radio station and that it's that um its name is Rum, like rum, like the liquor, yeah. because it's Radio Università Macerata. So Radio University uh-huh. Macerata. And I have a show which is called En Plain Air, yes. Art with Closed Eyes. And it's basically a radio show that um, talks about art, history of art, but mostly painters, so visual artists. Yeah. And it sort of challenges the widespread idea that um, you can discuss art only on the basis of sight. So, on, on Planeur, we try to do the opposite thing. We try to just talk about it and try to like, stimulate our imagination, mm-hmm. trying to picture the, um, the paintings and the artworks that we're discussing. Oh, oh, and we try to see, actually, beyond the canvas, so discussing like, some fun facts, secrets, sure <laughs> or like, secrets um, about artists' lives. Yeah. I guess art's a strength point, uh, talking about art, Is like the Renaissance period because in that moment Italy was literally the cultural center of like the whole Europe and then it started like slowly switching towards France and Germany when we're like going towards like the 19th century so impressionism and then we have got like the avant-garde and so on but still Italy you know like I guess that's one of the most beautiful things is that it's so rich of like culture from so many different periods, and we have so many protagonists
3: of art, so that's really Well said, very cool. well said. You are listening to Tracks from Abroad. We're going to take a music break, and we'll be back with Tomaso on our walking
5: tour. Volare! Oh oh, cantare, oh oh nel blu degli occhi tuoi blu, felice di stare qua giù.
3: Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougal. You're listening to our 60th episode broadcast focused on the Little Italy neighborhood in Toronto. And when I was doing a walking tour with our Italian exchange student, Tomasso, we went to the Little Parquette where the Johnny Lombardi statue is located. And so I had Tom uh, sort of read through what's written there and also translate some of the Italian for us. So we're gonna continue with our walking tour on plein air. This is Tracks from Abroad.
0: It says, I hope we will all help preserve the vibrancy of multiculturalism in a city. A blend of traditions, languages, and beliefs. It is this diversity that makes the community strong. And then there's a signature of Johnny Lombardi. And I, I like the fact that Johnny Lombardi is next to a kid, actually, because it's, it's not only
3: about space,
0: but it's also about time, like, intergenerational, like, contact between them. Yeah.
3: After looking at Johnny Lombardi's statue in the little parquet, we walked right into an Italian convenience store, which carried lots of food items that Tom recognized from his home country. And we also saw some gossip magazines in Italian, so I asked Tom to talk about those, too. I'm recognizing some brands, Ariso Scotti, I've seen that before, but yeah. Barilla. Barilla. <laughs> <laughs> these are Taralli.
0: They are really famous from Puglia, which is like, um, you remember like the boot? The stiletto? is It's yes. Puglia. Like That's the, where the, they come the... from. Oh, fortunately, I'm a little bit outside of these like, um, <laughs> let's say mainstream gossip scene. Sure. But this is Belen Rodriguez. She's like a famous showgirl in Italy. Kay. Stefano De Martino is like a performer and they've been together, but they split. This is Maria De Filippi, she's one of the most historical TV presenters. She has many shows, she's like beloved from all Italy. A lot of people like watches, watch her show. Mm-hmm. Totti, Francesco Totti, is an Italian soccer player. Okay. Ilary Blasi is a model, they were together, they recently split after like several years of so being together. So what is
3: this bold text? It must say something interesting.
0: Ora dicono, con Totti è finita per questo ragazzone tutto muscoli. It said like Hilary Bla- Blasi. Hidden love. Now they say with Totti it's over. Oh, for no. this super muscular big guy, I do feel at home now. This is this has more like a the dimension of a small Italian store actually. Yeah. Jesse, the, the owners are Italian actually. Of course. Signora, vuole vuole parlare un po' con noi? stiamo registrando una puntata radio su questo ragazzo si chiama Jesse e dell'università di Toronto. E ha un programma sugli studenti internazionali stiamo girando una puntata radio sull'Italia 5 minuti Oh next time la prossima volta
3: grazie comunque Ciao, grazie I' ciao grazie After the convenience store Tommaso and I walked across the street to go get some gelato and he gave the strawberry gelato a pretty harsh rating and the server recommended that I get pistachio which I followed her recommendation. I liked it. What did you get, Tomaso?
0: I got vanilla and strawberry. It has not the like true Italian taste. Okay, but that's something you have to like bear with. Strawberry, uh, let's say four out of ten. Mm-hmm. It was a little candy tasting.
3: We, we want to be honest for the listeners we're here we're like public servants we're serving the listeners exactly. now the reason I stopped you right here by this fruit is that uh, we can talk about wine because wine is very important in Italy oh, yeah, these are grapes we're looking at here they look pretty authentic
0: but yeah wine is definitely a central element of Italian culture yeah and um, the, there's a village that I really love, and it's called um, Montepulciano mm-hmm. it's in Tuscany, and uh, um, there is a small canteen, like wine canteen there yeah with this um, old man that's known basically my family for years mm. and you go there and he, he starts like pouring wine and like to taste everything, and then cool. you do a tour of the canteen yeah. And it's really hard not to get drunk because you have to keep up with him and he's yeah.
3: like proposals. he's probably proposals. That's funny. And he's you got to, a high he, tolerance.
0: Yeah. And you have to like keep listening <laughs> to what he's saying, you don't have to get dizzy and he doesn't care. Like, you know, the fun thing is that you're in the village, you know? So even if you are a kid, he will like give you a yes. little bit of wine to yes. make you taste it anyway.
3: Do you remember the first time that you tried wine?
0: Oh, I guess I don't for this main reason <laughs> that you just start so early Ah uh, yeah okay. You know like it's a thing. Um you just take one small sip yeah. every time your father has it on the table. You know I guess the main element is just like one glass of wine at dinner. That's yeah. the thing, you know.
3: Tomaso and I walked all the way back through Little Italy, the way that we came, towards UFT's campus, and all of a sudden he had a message for his professor who was mentoring him uh, when he came to visit. Paolo
0: Granata, my supervisor. Yes. Who I want to thank and like shout out yes. to Professor Paolo Granata. He's one of the greatest professors I have ever met. Wow. And he's been actually making my experience so special good he really did help in the whole experience and he was really like um such a person to look up to during these weeks
3: why don't we finish up this episode of tracks from abroad we We have finished the uh, little italy walking tour With our little lavalier microphones, I hope to God that my microphone didn't crap out again. (laughs) But Tomaso, thank you very much for coming on the show.
0: Thank you so much, Jesse, for having me. It was such an honor.
6: Angel
3: Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougall. It's the 60th broadcast of this show. We're focusing all of our efforts on Little Italy to learn about the Italian community here in Toronto. And going on concurrently to this broadcast is TFA's International Potluck at the CIUT main studios right here in Hart House on U of T's campus. We've got lots of international dishes and we've welcomed all of the past student guests of our show to come on as well as any listeners who would like to. And uh, we're just about to start the live music performance of El Cebo Folklore, the Argentine folk band that played on our show as well. We're now going to get into my interview with Lenny Lombardi. He's the president and CEO of Chin Radio. It's a multicultural broadcaster here in Toronto. And he was kind enough to give his time and to speak with our radio show, talking about the history of this community and the contribution that his father, Johnny Lombardi, made to it. Johnny was a trumpet player. He was a record producer for Bravo Records. And if you go online to YouTube and watch the video that I made of this interview with Lenny Lombardi, you'll see Johnny Lombardi posing next to Bikini Clan women and bears at the Canadian National Exhibition where they used to do bear wrestling. It's really a look into uh, the past of what Toronto used to look like. But let's start out my interview with Lenny Lombardi right here on Tracks from Abroad. Uh, Today, again, is the 60th broadcast of the show. We're learning all about Little Italy. Now's the time to leave your worries.
7: So i'm actually in my father's office so so many of these photographs are part of his collection that he he collected uh, over the years so uh
3: so first lenny i would like to ask you about chin radio today uh about what sort of programming you do and what's your mission
7: so chin radio is a uh as you know is a multicultural broadcaster so you know we broadcast uh in over fifty languages, on uh, on four of our radio stations, we have three here in Toronto and one uh, in Ottawa, and we also um, produce a lot of ethnic uh, television programming for Rogers uh, Omni and City TV. So we've pretty much been in the multicultural media business for going on uh, over a half a century now, and and our job really is is to uh, inform, entertain. Um, our listeners in 50 languages, and, um, and you know, and we're we're a for-profit organization. We're not subsidized by the government, um, and our mandate is is third language programming. So, you know, let's say Cantonese, for example, within that community, we 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 are 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 pledged to entertain everybody within that in that community, from you know, teenage to to seniors, right? Sure. Um. So sure. you know, we're constantly uh, modifying our programming to to meet the needs of our, our listeners. So our, I'll, I'll let you know what our, our biggest uh, biggest markets are. Uh, uh, sort of Cantonese, Mandarin, Punjabi, Hindi, uh, uh, many of the communities from South Asia, um, Latin, uh, Spanish, but uh, but from South America primarily. Italian, of course, sure. which is our oldest group. Uh, Portuguese is also. In Ottawa, Arabic is our number one language group, uh, followed by South Asian and Chinese. But we we, we speak 50 languages, Polish to, to Bengali. So uh,
3: I would love to talk about the founding of Chin Radio in 1966. What did Toronto look like in that era? And what did Chin Radio provide to their listeners back then?
7: Well, Toronto was a very different city in in, in 66, as you, as you can imagine. It was... Uh, mass immigration primarily from from italy and europe post war so toronto was rapidly changing and um, there was a real need for um, information in in a third language in a language that that these newly arrived immigrants could could understand and in 66 or back in the, the early 60s there were no none of these services available right that that are here today I mean and of course, you know, with, with the uh, massive immigration comes, uh, you know, the, the, the stain of, of prejudice, uh, of suspicion and concern. So it was a rough go for, for immigrants in, the, in, in, the, in those early days. Um, I should say my father was born Canadian. He was born in Canada in mm-hmm. 1915 and actually served in the Canadian army during the Second World War. He had the benefit of both worlds. He was Canadian by birth, but also could understand the immigrant experience because his grand, his parents were were immigrants who arrived at the turn of the century. After the war, he started a supermarket or grocery store and catered largely to to the Italian community because of the neighborhood that he he had established that he established his business in, and uh, recognized that um, uh, radio was a wonderful vehicle to to reach his customers, his his community around him. And that's kind of how we started in radio. We just we sort of bought uh, a half hour from, from Alan Waters on, on 1050 Chum yeah. and, uh, at 7 o'clock at night. And, and, and that launched his interest in radio. In 1965, um, he teamed up with none other than Ted Rogers on an, a joint application for Radio 1540. Together, they won that license. And Ted Rogers did uh, English language programming during the day, and my father did uh, multicultural programming at night. And uh, he and Ted were great friends. And when Ted found 680, uh, he sold uh, his shares to my dad for fifteen forty, and my father then turned it into a one hundred percent multilingual. So he wanted he got to do what he really wanted to do was multilingual broadcasting. So he was a very interesting guy because he 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 was a um, a musician, and um, so. He was also he a, a jazz trumpet player, and he was the first trumpet in a big band. He had his own orchestra at the age of 15. Then he went to work for the Benny Palmer Orchestra, uh, which was the Guy Lombardo of Ontario. If you know Guy Lombardo was a big band leader back in, in his day. And so uh, my dad was a very successful musician up until he enlisted in the Army. And so um, he had a real flair for show business. He just sort of came out you know, in his career as a musician. And then when he went to war he, he uh, and, and the army, that taught him uh, discipline. And, and as the, the, the Italian immigration in Toronto and in this particular neighborhood of Little Italy started to grow, and in his travels to Italy, buying products to import for his, his grocery store, his supermarket, um, he met uh, other uh, and, and musicians uh, there. Mm-hmm. and uh decided that hey, you know why, why doesn't he try bringing an italian artist of of you know great uh reputation that everybody in toronto would know all the italians would know and uh try a concert and he did it with 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 an artist and uh, and it was a huge success and so that was another ingredient to his his marketing skills that so you go into my dad's supermarket you know he would cut you like a a pound of cheese and and some salami and sell you a couple of tickets to a concert. Right. So Mm -hmm. the supermarket became, uh, you know, very central to the Italian community because there was so much activity going on. And eventually he eventually expanded into uh, records as well. He had his own record label and sold records. So Italians back then could get all of these cultural things from, from, from my father. Mm -hmm. And so he was, really in touch with with the needs of the community and what kind of really fed not only their stomachs but their soul Can you tell
3: me about what is special about little Italy given that you grew up there are there any barbershops or fruit markets that you remember from your childhood
7: It's got I, I say it's 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 a, it's a it's a village within a within a cosmopolitan city but it's it's got the heart of the, of, of the European it's got the soul of a European city. Um, and, and there's something about this neighborhood that, that is perpetual, you know, there's St. Francis church. And to this day, during the Good Friday procession, you know, hundreds of thousands of Italians from all over the GTA come back to this neighborhood for that, that religious uh, procession. And, 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 you know, there's that generation that comes back to the neighborhood and, and goes back to their their childhood streets and recognizes the home that they were raised in. And, uh, and it's very, separate, very nostalgic. So there's that kind of a spirit that still lives in this neighborhood, even though it's, it's very diverse uh, culturally as well. And we continue to, to find ways in which we can celebrate the Italian culture here in our, in our festivals on the street. So we have the Taste of Little Italy. We have uh, uh, Festa del Strada in, in Piazza Lombardi, uh, which we just launched this year. We have the cavalcade of lights that uh, we celebrate the Christmas with Christmas carols and Italian and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So we try to do that as as uh, as tribute to to the roots of the of the city.
3: You are listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. We're taking a music break as we are halfway through our interview with Lenny Lombardi. Today we're learning all about the history of Little Italy. We're going to be right back with you in a moment.
8: (laughs) Cambia il cielo, cambia la musica dell'anima ma tu resti qui con me. Tra lo stomaco e pensieri più invisibili, e da lì non te ne andrai. Ma la vita cambia idea, e cambia le intenzioni e mai nessuno sa. ¿Cómo me fa...? Yo keep up.
2: Tea, the sound of your city
7: we, we consider this neighborhood you know soccer central the fans of the sport love to enjoy it in the neighborhood that that loves it and respects it and and the, the connection to Italy is is very strong especially when Italy is a contender you know in, in any of the matches that that's when things really come to light.
4: It's not a question of whether there will be a World Cup victory parade in Toronto. It's just a matter of determining the color of the victory flags. In what may be the most ethnically diverse city in the world, Toronto has soccer fans of every stripe. Fans to cheer every team vying for the World Cup.
7: It, it, you know, I think it's a way of, of um, multiple generations reconnecting with their cultural roots, you know, like, you know, like. I guess 14. If you look at 14 division, you know, if you look at Spadina, Duddes or Dufferin, the Lake to uh, Dupont or Saint Clair. If you look at those boundaries, 90 percent, I'd say 99 percent of the Italians that immigrated to Toronto in the late 50s and 60s settled in this area. And College Street was the 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 the, the main artery, the nerve. Uh, central of, of that, this entire neighborhood. Everything happened on College Street. It hasn't changed all that much, right? You know, the storefronts are still there. If you look at old photographs, you can actually recognize, you know, where they were taken. So there's that kind of familiarity familiarity as well.
3: Today, Lenny, where is your favorite place to get Italian gelato or a coffee in <laughs> Little Italy?
7: The, the most famous outlets, of course, for gelato is Sicilian ice cream, uh, one of the longest standing Uh, ice cream shops, original ice cream shops, that was founded by the the Gallipoli family. You know, I got to hand it to the Mastrangelo family. The Dip is one of the most famous cafes in in the city of Toronto. Um, Because of of their history, they've been part of this landscape for, gosh, over close to 60 years, maybe more now. I guess so many people who have come, like yourself, and enjoyed their stay and want to return. And lots and lots of people that uh, once upon a time lived in this neighborhood not too long ago who are not of Italian extraction, but love the neighborhood and, and missed it, you know, miss it uh, and, mm-hmm. and still want to come back. So it's a, it's a special place and it's well worth uh, well worth the visit.
3: Well, Lenny Lombardi of Chin Radio, thank you very much for coming on to Tracks from Abroad and telling us about Little Italy.
7: My pleasure, Jesse. Thanks for, thanks for including me.
3: You are listening to Tracks from Abroad's 60th broadcast focused entirely on the Little Italy neighborhood here in Toronto. And a big thank you to our guests for coming onto the show. For Lenny Lombardi of Chin Radio, what an important institution here in Toronto – very historically important, and I hope you listeners learned something about the neighborhood there today. And thank you very much to Tommaso. He's now all the way back in Italy doing his PhD, but thank you for sharing your cultural heritage with us and translating a few things, too. You can send us your comments about this episode to tracksfromabroad at ciut.fm, but for now, we're going to play out the rest of this song. Ciao!
2: time has come to pass I leave you with my heart Ciao for now Ciao for now It means we'll meet again I don't know where or when The ciao for now the Miss Roman skies When you look in my eyes My heart's kept apart before that was said, there's the whirlwind through my head I love you I love you Ciao for now Somewhere, sometime, somehow We'll meet again I vow But ciao for now Ciao for now it's that been time so Capri e Ravello Ciao for now Ciao for now Ti prego amore mio Non dirmi mai addio Ma ciao for now Il mare cielo più blu La carrozzella e tu Non posso dimenticare Questo e te porto via con me nel cuore amore ciao. I love you, I love you, ciao for now, somewhere, sometime, somehow, we'll meet again.
1: By the people, for the people, CIUT 89.5 FM is the sound of your city.
3: Hi everybody, this is Jesse McDougall of Tracks from Abroad just checking in. We have finished our two interviews for the show, and as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we are currently doing a potluck holding an international potluck right here at the station. We've got tons of people milling around and we're just about to start our live show, uh, which is with the band El Sabo Folklore, uh, the Argentine folk band. So what I wanna do for the next 10 minutes is play two tracks from an album called Bombers. It was produced by Pat Deserio, who is a Montrealer, but he's an Italian-Canadian, and he was instrumental in making some really great disco tracks in the 70s and 80s. So we're gonna let these songs play out. And because we have dozens of interesting students and listeners of CIUT and musicians milling about the studio right now, um, I'm gonna leave the microphone on more or less and if anyone wants to come up and say something about Tracks from Abroad or about the importance of CIUT to our community I'm going to let them do that we're going to shy away from any seditious blasphemy but you know most of the time it's me talking on the show we're going to let the people the listeners of this show share what they think if you want to share what you think you can send us an email at tracksfromabroad at CIUT.FM and I encourage you to follow us on Instagram at tfa.radio Alright, thank you so much for listening to this 60th episode focused on the Little Italy neighborhood in Toronto. My name is Jesse McDougall. We're going to let these songs play out. Thanks very much for listening. I'll catch you in the next episode.
2: Student and listener supported community radio. CIUT 89.5 FM, celebrating 35 years as the sound of your
8: city. Ich bin Hannah von Deutschland und du hörst im Moment zu uh, zu Tracks from Abroad auf CIUT 89.5 FM.
0: Bonjour tout le monde. Moi c'est Mathis et puis ouap coute tracks sortie à l'étranger.
4: On a comme que là on a Marcus présenter. Niṅgaḷ kēṭṭu tracks from abroad on CIUT 89.5
1: FM.
8: Wǒ Huáng Xiǎyà, láizì Zhōngguó, nǐ zài tīng tracks from abroad. Tracks from abroad. Tracks from abroad. Tracks from abroad. Zài CIUT 89.5 FM. Namasai Zoe Dan anda the mendengar Tracks from Abroad. The station radio CIUT Lapambulos Milan Point Lima FM.
7: Man milot has lama zidon. Masho moderin, but Tracks from Abroad as Radio CIUT hashug no minds Panj FM. push midai.
1: Where's you seen all yeah. I'm Shamil and you're listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT A9.5
4: FM. Yeah, yeah.
8: Everybody come on. i